0: This is Method, Not Magic, the College Admission and Test Preparation Podcast. Hi, everybody. This is Method, Not Magic with Ryan Blodgett, Senior Tutor at Marks Education, and Nifan Sani, Managing Director at Marks Education. We are here today to talk to you about the PSAT, how important it is, and how you should think about it. Hey, Ryan. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. It's a good day to talk about tests.
1: Wonderful. So Ryan, what is the PSAT?
0: Uh, The PSAT is a standardized test made by the College Board, the same people that make the SAT. It is designed to help get high school students used to the SAT before they take that usually later on in high school. So it's offered mostly to high school sophomores and juniors in each October. Uh, its format is very similar to the SAT. It has four sections, including an hour-long reading comprehension section, a 35-minute writing section that tests grammar and punctuation and a few other language topics, as well as two math sections, including a 25-minute no calculator section and a 45-minute calculator section. So it takes about three hours altogether Uh, and gives results that are similar to the SAT, although they take a lot longer to come out. You take the test in October, get scores back, in usually December.
1: Ah, and so how do PSAT scores relate to
0: SAT scores? So they're they're pretty similar. The, The reading and writing sections on the PSAT give a combined score between 160 and 760, whereas on the SAT, it's 200 to 800. And then the two math sections are combined to give a score also from 160 to 760, which means on the PSAT, you get an overall composite score of 320 to 1520, uh, In contrast, on the SAT, you get between a 400 and a 1600. So the PSAT scale is basically the same as the SAT scale, just shifted down by 40 or 80 points, depending on how you look at it. And it is designed to give fairly uh, meaningfully similar kinds of scores. So a score on the PSAT is intended to predict a similar score on the SAT. And the reason why the PSAT doesn't have that top end of scores and so can't predict a very top, top SAT score is just because it's an easier test. And it's intended to be an easier test because it's easing people into this. There has historically been a strong correlation between PSAT scores and SAT scores, although the data coming out of the College Board about that in recent years has been pretty light.
1: Wonderful. So to summarize, the maximum score you can get in the PSAT's math section would be 760, even though the maximum score you can get on the SAT math section would be 800. And the same on the EBRW or the evidence-based reading and writing section on the PSAT, it's a 760. On the SAT, it's an 800.
0: Exactly. So that means altogether you get between a 320 and a 1520 on the PSAT instead of 400 to 1600 on the SAT. So pretty close to the same scale. Uh, and when people are thinking about PSAT scores, usually the most important question that comes to mind is, how do my scores relate to national merit? What is that? How important is it? How do I get it? And so on. So, Nathan, what is national merit?
1: So the PSAT is also called the National Merit Scholarship Qualifying Test. That's where when you see a PSAT test booklet, it says PSAT slash NMSQT. So one purpose of the PSAT is obviously to help you understand the SAT. It's a preliminary SAT. But another purpose uh, of the PSAT is as a qualifying test for the National Merit Scholarship. The National Merit Scholarship is very, very hard to get, and it's not something that is required by uh even very selective colleges, so in terms of how important the PSAT is and how important national merit is, what we tell most of our students is, certainly it's a it's a feather in your cap. Uh, it would be wonderful if you get it, but given that the chances of you getting it are so low, it probably doesn't make sense to spend a lot of time preparing for it unless you are already scoring in the very highest range of scores.
0: So if, if national merit is really difficult to get, what about other things for the PSAT? Uh, Do colleges use the PSAT for anything else or do students use their PSAT scores for anything else besides national merit qualification?
1: Yeah. So the PSAT, if you do get national merit, so there's no other use for the PSAT other than preparing for the SAT and applying for national merit. I'll go briefly into the types of National Merit Awards and how someone can qualify for them. Um, If you um, score in the top 1% of students in your state, and your state is based upon the school you attend. So if you were to attend a school in Washington, D.C., that's your state, even if you lived in Maryland. So if you're in the top 1% or so of students in your state, On the PSAT scores, then you would probably qualify for national merit semifinalist status. And if you're in the top 3% of students nationwide, or it's about 3.3%, then you qualify for uh, a national merit commended scholar status. So these are nice to get. Very often, I like to call national merit semifinalists something like Eagle Scout. It's nice if I'm an Eagle Scout. Certainly, if I'm an Eagle Scout, it helps me get into college, but it's not something that is going to keep me from, uh, if I'm not Eagle Scout, it's not going to keep me from getting into a very good school. And then I'll go briefly into the awards that you might get. So the awards you get for becoming a National Merit finalist, and to clarify, after you get TEMI finalist, if you are in the top 1% of students in your state, uh, you still have to get a letter from your school Saying that you're in good academic standing, get some recommendation letters and complete a form. And there's a process still to apply for finalist. And if you do get finalist, then you're eligible for a $2,500 scholarship from the National Merit Scholarship Corporation. That's the National Merit Scholarship Award. But then several colleges will also give their own scholarships to people who get national national merit finalist status. And Ryan, I believe you know something about people getting scholarships from college based upon national merit awards, right?
0: Oh, that's right. Uh, At at my undergrad, I, I believe it, I don't know if it still is, but when I went there, it was standard practice that you would get a full ride if you were a national merit finalist.
1: Wonderful. So Ryan, when do students take the PSAT?
0: Uh, It's normally given in October. The main test day this year is Wednesday, October 13th. And there's also a Saturday test date for schools that don't want to offer it during the school day. Uh, That's Saturday, October 16th this year. And then there's also an alternate date a little bit later in the month this year. That's Tuesday, October 26th. So you take the test mid October, then you wait a month and a half, get your scores back early December.
1: And so do you know that you have achieved national merit when you get your scores in December?
0: Oh, not nearly. You, you don't find out about that for quite a while after. Uh, the, the national merit qualifying levels are based on percentages, whether you are in the top some percentage of your state. And so it takes a while for the NMSQ to correlate that information, figure out exactly what score in each state is needed and release it. And then there's the whole process of getting the letter from your school and taking a qualifying test. And there, there's a lot of hoops to jump through. So it won't be until considerably later, not until I think June or later that you would even have a good idea if you were getting it, if if you get a score that's kind of on the fence. Although you can use historical data to have some sense of if you're competitive for it, you figure the score you need to get national merit is unlikely to change by very much from year to year. So if you got a score higher than what you would have needed last year, there's a good chance you'll get it this year. And if you got a lower score, there's a good chance you didn't, but that will move a little bit year to year. So you can't know for sure until later on.
1: Right. And the scores in in D.C., Maryland, Massachusetts, and to some extent in Virginia as well are, are, are very high, and it's very difficult to get. So, Ryan, can a student retake the PSAT if it didn't go very well?
0: That's an easy one. No. Uh, There's no retaking the PSAT. You get to take the sophomore PSAT once, you get to take the junior PSAT once, and the junior PSAT is the only one that matters for national merit consideration. So you get your one shot and that's it. And that's a big part of why colleges don't put a ton of weight into it because they know a lot of things can go wrong on test day. Um, These tests are designed very well to avoid accidental high scores. But the cost of that is there's lots of ways you can get an accidental low score. If you are particularly tired that day or stressed out or just get a little bit unlucky with some particular selections of topics or types of passages or math questions and maybe get thrown off for the rest of the test as a result. Um, So because of that colleges don't care a ton about PSAT scores. It's why they're not used for very much else besides national merit. And instead, students should focus their time and attention more so on the ACT or the SAT. That's really the the scores that colleges care most about. And those are tests that you can take multiple times if you need to. And indeed, uh, most people do take those tests more than once.
1: So we emphasize studying for the SAT and the ACT, which can be retaken as opposed to studying very much for the PSAT. Now, Ryan, if a student were to choose to study for the PSAT, perhaps because they are a top scorer, when should they start?
0: Uh, So it depends primarily on which test a student is going to be studying for after the PSAT. If a student knows they're going to be studying for the SAT specifically, then there's little need to study for the PSAT individually. You can just study for the SAT. The PSAT is just a slightly easier version for the most part of the SAT. So studying for the SAT will get you well prepared for the PSAT. If a student, on the other hand, is going to be taking the ACT, then studying for the PSAT is not likely going to be worth the time and effort, maybe for those very high-scoring students that have a really good shot of getting national merit. But for the great majority of students, unless you're going to be taking the SAT, it's not really worth it to put time into the PSAT. You just don't get uh, just about anything from it unless you get national merit. And like we've talked about, that is a very difficult thing to get. If a student doesn't know, which tests they're going to be taking between the SAT and the ACT. They should take baseline practice tests from both to figure that out um, whenever they, they get a chance. And that's something we usually recommend starting to think about, oh, near the end of sophomore year in the summer of right before junior year or early into junior year, although the, it's not a huge rush. For students that are going to be studying for the PSAT, in addition to just doing SAT studying if they're studying for the SAT, they should plan to do practice tests. There are lots of released uh, official PSATs that students can work through for practice to really get used to the timing and the types of questions, start working on relevant skill development, like certain topics in algebra, reading comprehension, grammar and punctuation, and so on. But again, this shouldn't be something that students stress out about. Studying for the PSAT is very optional and only makes sense for students that are going for that really top score on it and that can fit this into their schedule. It's much more important to get a high score on the SAT or the ACT and to get good grades in high school. Uh, So only really focus on the PSAT, I think, if you have the time and focus to do so and if it's not going to be too high a stress burden.
1: Such a great message. Thanks for summarizing that so well.
0: Absolutely. So one question uh, for you, Niffin. I've heard that you can use SAT scores instead of PSAT scores for national merit qualification, uh, at least recently. Um, Is that yeah, is that true? And how long has that been true, if so?
1: Yeah, Ryan, so it is true that you can take the SAT uh, using alternate entry. If you take the SAT until the June date of your 11th grade year, you can use SAT scores instead of PSAT scores for national merit consideration. You do have to apply for that. You can Google alternate entry, or you can ask uh, us. You can reach out to us at Mark's Education, and we can help you with the process. You have to not take the PSAT in that situation, so you don't show up for your PSAT. Take the SAT instead, and as I said, apply for alternate entry. This is a, a backdoor to getting national merit, and it's possible that it's a little easier, especially in the more highly... Scoring states, the more competitive, densely populated states, uh, to get national merit using this strategy. But it's meant for people who were not able to take the PSAT for health related reasons. So if you're not able to take the PSAT for health related reasons, absolutely, you can submit your SAT scores. And yes, it's, a, it's perhaps a little bit easier if you live in Maryland, Massachusetts, DC, to get national merit. Uh, based upon your SAT scores than based upon your PSAT scores, just because the cutoffs uh, are so high based on your PSAT scores. Mm-hmm.
0: That makes sense. And, and I know uh, last year there were a lot of students who couldn't take the PSAT because there there was no in-person school for them at the time. Uh, so it was, it was nice for people that had the high scores to still qualify. I imagine this year it'll be the, this... Like backdoor program won't be quite as needed, but still, I wouldn't be surprised to see a lot of students uh, who can benefit from it.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: So this has all been about the test you take to try to get national merit, but what happens after you take the PSAT for applying? I know we, we talked about some of the steps that you, uh, you to get finalist. you have to get a letter from your school and uh, fill out an application. There's some steps, but- I've also heard something about a confirming test that you have to take another test after the PSAT to qualify for the higher level awards for national merit. Um, how how does that work? And what, what test is that?
1: Great question. So Ryan, if you do get national merit semifinalists, if you're in the top 1% of students in your state on the PSAT and you want to apply for finalists and get that scholarship, one of the steps is that you have to take the SAT or the ACT and do very well on those tests, you uh, either of those tests. It used to be that you should you could only take the SAT, but now you can use the ACT and a very high score on the ACT uh, as your confirming score. Uh, the very high score is set every year, and it's set nationally, and it's based upon the commended scholar cutoff. So it changes every year, but uh, we can certainly look that up for you based uh, from year to year what that is. Uh, if you have any questions,
0: so w- would you say it's harder to get the score on the PSAT to qualify in the first place or harder to get the high score on the confirming test later on?
1: Oh, it's definitely harder to get the score on the PSAT simply because there's less margin for error on the PSAT and uh, you have multiple shots at the SAT or the ACT to get that confirming score. You only have one shot at the PSAT as you've mentioned earlier. So
0: it would be fair to say that if you get the high score on the PSAT qualify the, the later confirming test probably isn't going to be a big hurdle for you. Would you say that's right?
1: Right. I don't think it's going to be a hurdle for, for most people who get the PSAT unless they fall ill or something. But I don't think that's a consideration. You're mm-hmm.
0: right. Oh, that's good. Takes the pressure down.
1: Yeah. So maybe we could wrap this up by telling people about our free baseline tests that they can take. So if you have uh, a desire to study for the SAT or the ACT or for the PSAT, we administer free Zoom proctor tests. You can reach out to us at aevans.markseducation.com. That's aevans, E-V-A-N-S, at markseducation.com to set up a free baseline SAT, PSAT, or ACT to see how you might do, there's no charge for the test or for the score report, or even for a free consult with a tutor afterwards. And also, if we have uh, very inexpensive books on Amazon that you can just look up by looking up Marks Prep on amazon which are very highly reviewed
0: that all sounds great to me well thanks so much niffin for talking with me today about the psat and thanks everybody out there for listening uh i know this went on a little bit longer than we had expected but we got through a lot of really good information so i hope people uh learn something helpful yeah take care everybody
1: great thanks ryan
0: hi all ryan here with one quick addendum we just had some questions that we wanted to clarify Uh, People should know colleges do license PSAT scores, but they do it for marketing, not for admissions purposes. So high-scoring PSAT students might start getting marketing mail from colleges after they take the PSAT, but again, it's just used for marketing, not actually for admissions decisions. Uh, Second, we had talked about the National Merit Scholars getting scholarships. Um, That scholarship is $2,500 per year, uh, and only about half of students that become National Merit Scholars actually get the scholarship, so there is still a process of being selected for the actual scholarship even after you become a National Merit Scholar. Uh, And those scholarship notifications go out in September, the year after you take the PSAT, so you can potentially predict whether you will get National Merit Scholar and possibly if you'll get a National Merit Scholarship based on your uh, scores and other information earlier on, but you won't really be sure until then. So it is quite a while after you actually take the test that you know for sure. All right, thanks again everyone for tuning in.